Welcome to Big Talk Little Greek. Uh, today we have a little bit of a different type of episode. Uh, we're doing a bonus episode about the coronavirus because uh, basically we found that there's a need to talk about it. So I'm here with my husband, Voss Bogdanoff. Hey, hey. And we have a list of topics that we want to cover. And I think that what's happened is we just realized that we're at home talking about these topics and they're really intense and they're they're scary and they're affecting us a lot. But well, not just talking about it, but also experiencing uh, yeah. a lot of these same, everything from the emotional side of it to trying to rack our brains around everything that's going on. Right. And then we thought, you know what? Well, let's release this conversation because, you know, we want other people who maybe don't have someone to talk to or um, maybe are feeling these things, but can identify them themselves to have an opportunity to do so. Right. So. Yeah. And, and this is not about instilling fear or jumping onto the bandwagon of panic. It's not about that. It's just taking a step back and looking at it for what it really is and right. realizing that we are in the midst of a massive change. Yeah. And how to basically prepare ourselves for the reality that the shift is happening. It's happening now. Okay, so the first thing we want to talk about is, um, well, just the fear and anxiety. I've had, I'm really pregnant. I'm like eight months right. pregnant. Which so is I think I'm a little thing. more, yeah, I feel a little more prone to being a little emotional. Um, I don't cry a lot. Like I don't find myself crying. It's not that. It's not like an emotionalism. It's more the fear and the panic. I think because when you're pregnant, you already have all these hormones that are preparing you for baby to come and you're trying, uh, your biggest thing is safety. You're trying to make right. sure that this is a safe place to for the baby yeah, to... You're, you're in a place of nesting. You're just like, okay, how yeah. do I prepare a safe, comfortable place for my baby to come into the world and... Yeah, like four years or three and a half years ago when McCoy was born, right. I was, you know, my biggest concern was I didn't like our couch. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember How that, upset yeah. I got. I thought the living room was ugly. Yeah. And we had to go out and buy, well, you told me we had a $0 budget. Right. So we basically spent Which we did. an entire day redoing the living room with paint we found in the garage and just, you know, we we looked for a free, someone gave us a free couch. I mean, that was my biggest concern then. And now right. my concern is just so different because I'm looking at, you know, what's going on in the medical world. Um, you know, they're changing a lot of laws and policies right? Uh, when it comes to being in the birthing room, which I have C-section. So, you know, whether or not you can even be in the surgery room with me, um, who can come see the baby, if anyone can come see the baby. Um, so all those things are shifting and changing mm -hmm. in my world. So it's no longer about a couch. Right. Now it's got a lot bigger. It's got a little bit more intense. Right. Um, and so, yeah, the fear, I mean, the fear is real. Uh, the fear is definitely there. Uh, and how do we deal with that fear, right? And how do we work around that? Well, I find when I wake up, a lot of times I wake up feeling anxious. I'm already feeling like a little bit of a, like a heaviness about the day. Yeah. I know you are too at times. And it's kind of like you're trying to play in the day and you're like, we've got two little ones. So we're like, okay, well, <laughs> let's get up and eat. <laughs> <laughs> let's try to get them. I think our discussion is usually like, let's try to get them outside at least once today. Yeah. Um, but that and trying to get them in activity, trying to, you know, make sure that for them, their environment is, is playful and fun and, and has a little bit of normalcy, but that's not that easy because we're both fighting depression. Yeah. I mean, being at home, um, has, 
it's benefits definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're we're all in that uh, shelter in place order right now and have been for shoot going on what 10 12 days or something like that. I don't even know anymore. It's kind of all blurred together, right. you know. What was it, what day was it the other day you're like it's, it's Tuesday. It's like no, babe, it's Thursday. It's <laughs> you know, it's everything's just blurred together. Lines have all blurred completely. And um yeah, realizing that uh the good side is we're spending a lot more time with our kids. Yeah, they're getting a lot. They're having a blast. Yeah, this is great for them. They're not going to remember any of the bad stuff. And that's something I just want to encourage too. And I keep telling you that over and over again. It's like, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Humanity is going to get through this. Um, our community is going to get through this. It's going to be okay on the other side. Now it's not going to be the same. I don't like that it's not going to be the same. And telling me, we were having an argument about this yesterday. Telling me it's going to be okay makes me feel worse. Right, because I, I don't like being told it's going to be fine. It not, sounds that's the thing. I'm not saying it's going to be fine. I'm just saying right. we're going to survive this. Um, but I am saying that we've lived. We're going to be alive on the other side, but it's not just being alive. I think in anything, in some ways, we're going to get stronger for it okay. uh, as 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 individuals, as people. I can take that as a benefit. Um, now that said, we actually have to work through it. it. This is this is something to work through because not allowing ourselves to be succumbed or succumb to the uh, the depression, the anxiety, the fear, uh, making rash decisions, right? Yeah, but okay, but let's really talk about what it really feels like. Like you're at home, right? We've right. Really been cleaning, and I don't even know how many times we've cleaned this house. Yeah, the it's house so is getting clean. really clean. This is really good. We've all had good, f- you know, eaten lots of food, full meals. You probably know, eating a little too much. Probably eating way too much. On my end, anyway. But like there are just, what about the in-between times when we're not up and cleaning? That's true. I, I feel like a gloominess and the kids are fine. They're playing. They're having fun. We're doing puzzles. We're doing games. Yeah, but, but how like, many days were there where neither one of us wanted to get up and do anything? Yeah. Or you're just sitting on the couch. You're like, uh, I just feel completely drained. Yeah. And depressed. I've been, I've taken so many naps and some of them are pregnancy naps and some of them are boredom naps and some of them are depression naps right. where I literally just feel so, I, I can't, I'm not pulling, I don't feel any joy during the day. So I'm feeling so sad. I just want to go to sleep and yeah. we've, you know, because we're both here, we can trade off doing depression naps. Like it's your turn to go take a nap. <laughs> and sometimes it's just falling asleep. Hey, randomly. you already had a chance to take a nap. Now I it's know. my turn. You could take care of the kids. I know, right? Yeah. We're always like trading children back and forth. I know. But um, but it is it. There's this like sense of debilitating, um, fear that just comes over you. And it and I I okay, I say it like that because I've finally realized what it was. I think for a while I thought it was boredom, and mm. I thought I just needed to you know get up and move. Like Saturday right. we did a big project and that felt really good. But the next day I didn't feel like doing a project. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't like I could just get up and do a project again. You know, the next day I just honestly felt like I didn't want to do anything. And all I wanted to do was like do the bare minimum of keeping our family alive. Well, and also at the same time trying to work from home. I mean, oh yeah, that's been really rough. You know, my my business is a construction based business, so a lot of our work is in the field. I found myself in a weird position where we we're actually in between large projects, and we actually face some delays on some projects because of the Corona thing. And so I'm at home. And it's a great opportunity to do some catch up on some paperwork, to do some marketing, to work on some online uh, website stuff that we've been mean to do for a while. Um, but that's hard to, to do some... with a one year old in your lap. Oh, it's in, it's incredibly <laughs> difficult. I mean, literally the other night we were thinking about, or the other morning, you and I were sitting here and we we're trying to work, and you were helping me out, and we we're building this uh, spreadsheet and filling it out with information. 
And literally, it felt like I had two monkeys climbing on me. It's like a, a three-year-old on my lap and a, and a one-year-old in my arm. It's like, and I can't focus. I can't get in my <laughs> flow state. I'm like, I just want to sit here and focus and do what I want to do. Like, I, I envision what I need to accomplish in the next hour, three hours or whatever. And it's like, I mean, and that, and that alone... <laughs> can be so frustrating on top of all the other emotions that we're experiencing right right so you're like okay i'm gonna just throw myself into my work i'm gonna try to like get this done right so i don't have to think about all the problems that are happening or like i try to control the outcome right right and then you know now you got the little kids climbing on you like, and the oh, only man. tool we have is frozen too because they're obsessed with it right oh now and we've seen it 30 frozen times like in so a week and a half and that's the only thing right now that'll take their attention where that we can be like okay time to watch well, McCoy calls it another Elsa. Another Elsa. That's Frozen Another two. Elsa's played so many times. <laughs> um, I feel like throughout the day, of course, the day, like a random Frozen song starts playing in my head. Oh, constant. I wake up to Frozen music in my head every night. Throughout Wait, the night. Every night? Oh, throughout the all night. All throughout the night. <laughs> every night. All throughout the night. It just plays, never ends. Yeah. Well, and I think what was frustrating in the beginning too was that I was starting to feel really sad and depressed and, you know, me, I want to talk about it. That's how I deal with my feelings as I want to talk and you didn't want to talk. You were kind of closed and you were just like kind of distant and it was like having a zombie in the house for a little bit. It wasn't that bad. Try living with a zombie. It's hard. I was trying to be strong for you. No, you weren't. No, no, that's, that's very, I'm trying to be real about it. It's. That's real. You were trying to be strong and your interpretation of strength was to not show how scared you were and how much this was. Show no emotion. (laughs) Show no emotion. And you you were trying really hard not to show fear um, because you thought that would make me feel better. And then I just was like, what did I tell you the other day? I said, right now I feel like I'm in a deep, dark hole and you're looking down the hole and you're like, hey, it's kind of dark down there. It's not that dark though. You're fine. And I was like, I don't need you to yell at the top of the hole. This is from an illustration by, by Brene Brown, by the way, that I'm fine and everything's okay. And that I'm really not in a hole. I really need you to just climb down in the hole and sit next to me and tell me that you're here with me and that it is dark, but I'm not alone. Welcome to the hole, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the hole. hole. <laughs> That's basically what this episode is. Climbing <laughs> in the hole. And And really for me, it was like, I just needed to know that it was okay that I felt the way I was feeling. It was okay that I felt yeah. sad and depressed, that I was bouncing. Like sometimes I would feel really depressed and sometimes I would feel really anxious and then sometimes I'd feel fine. And that's the hard part is like there's this constant bouncing that happens where I, I just, sometimes it feels like all of a sudden I'm doing a task and then this weight comes over me and I can't right. function anymore. And that's the reality of what's happening is like it, because we can't, because in my mind I can't seem to process everything to like a clean slate where it's like okay this is the solution this is what we're going to do this is where everything's going I'm going to be okay because everything just feels so unknown I feel like I'm stuck in a a rat thingy what's the round thing that rats race on um what's it called we're going to call it the round rat thingy (laughs) the round rat thing (laughs) I can't think of what it's called I can't think of it either. No, <laughs> I, I I picked up on your uh, pregnancy not able, brain. Yeah, pregnancy brain. I'm able to remember certain things. Um, it'll come to me, and then I'll it'll randomly spurt it out halfway through the episode here. Okay. So, uh, well, one thing you mentioned earlier about okay, so being on the outside of the hole, right? Yeah. Not wanting to enter into it. The reality is, we're all in there anyway, uh, anyway, and already. Oh, we're all. The difference in the hole. is, is that what are we telling ourselves, mm, right? Right. And how are we dealing with it? 
because if we really stop to think about it, everything is in this, it's in the state of flux, in the state of motion, right? And everything from the economy to our jobs um, to the community around us. I mean, here we're sitting here on a Sunday afternoon. We haven't been to church in two weeks, not because we didn't get up and go, but because it's shut down. I mean, even the other events that happen on the weekends or the weekdays, we're not going to them. I mean, it's it's eerie. You drive by, the other day we drove by um, a parking lot where there's like a Home Goods and a Dick's Sporting Goods and like a bunch, and it's like the parking lot's empty and it's yeah. a Saturday afternoon. Most days that's like packed. Right. You know, you drive to a Costco and there's like a queue line out front to get inside a Costco. Which we checked out just to check out. And we drove away. We're like, we yep, drove away. <laughs> not going to that queue line. <laughs> not going in the queue line. The queue line looks worse than going into Costco on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> um... But the thing is, is that these are all weird changes that have happened, right? Going into the store and realizing that, um, yeah, there's a bunch of food items that you normally would buy. It just aren't there. We literally are on our last two rolls of toilet paper. And I think we've gone to three stores. Shout out to all those hoarders out there. (laughs) We've gone to three stores and every time you're like, yeah, they didn't have any. And I'm like, okay, well, the good thing is only two of us use toilet paper because McCoy is potty trained, but... We use wipes for him. Yeah, but we're going to run out of wipes at some point, too. We're gonna, <laughs> no, I pre-bought those. Oh, very good. But, yeah, those are those are realities um, that we're dealing with right now. And I think it messes it messes with my head a little bit. Yeah. Because of the, the... I think that was the first thing that I realized made me feel scared before the lockdown even happened. And I I was kind of like in that, that group of people who were watching it all happen on the news, listening, seeing people post about it. And I was like in that category of people who were like, you know, we're just not going to react. We're not going to buy into any of the fear. We're not going out shopping yet. We're just going to see what happens. And then I remember going back to, it was like beginning of February. And I mentioned this yesterday. I was like, yeah, remember back in the beginning of February when one morning I turned on the news and they were showing pictures of what's happening in China. Yeah. And it felt so far away. You're like, what the heck is happening in China? I'm like, yeah, they're in complete lockdown. You had no idea. You're like, what's going on? Because I don't watch the news. And I was like, yeah, they're in complete lockdown. This is getting real. And now we're living in what China had two months ago. Right. Right. And it's like, it was hard to believe that China was going through that. It's like, what, they shut their whole country down? People are staying in their homes? Like, what the, that's crazy. Yeah. And China, now, what, the China, what are they doing over there? And I, now we're doing now it. Now we're doing it. Yeah. And it feels a little unreal. Yeah. And I, I think the reason why I'm bringing that up too is just because tapping into, what I keep trying, I kind of circling around it, right? Like I circle around the hole. Yeah. And it's like, okay. This is the topic that's at hand that let's be, let's, let's have our eyes opened. Right. Right. Let's look at this for really for what it is. Um, and it's, it's going to be different. It's going to really change from where we were to where we're going. And that brings out a lot of just, it just brings out like a whole, a whole plethora of emotions, right? Everything yeah. from the fear to the helplessness to feeling like, okay, you don't have the control now because, you know, we're, we're trying to control. We're trying to control the outcome. Now the outcomes can be different. Right, um, like normally when business would be bad for you, you know, you just need to go out and hustle. You can't even go outside and really work. Right, I mean... You're I've, not even allowed I've, to work. How many places have I called in the last week and it's like they're not even answering their phones because they're, they're not even in their offices. Right. Right, it's like... You can't hustle your way out of this and you're used to working really hard. Yeah, well, and the, okay, that's one aspect of it, but it's just everything else and, and realizing that we're now living a historical moment even, you know, yeah. this is going to be something that's going to be written down the history books that, you know, the day this world stood still, literally, it's like the entire world is shut down. The economy is completely shut down. 
Um, Can we talk about the people who don't want to believe that anything's really happening? Like I've had people tell me, oh yeah, um, you know what? I don't really think anything's going to change. This is all going to go back. Um, So-and-so says this is just a moment and then in two weeks everything will be up and running again. Like as if it's like we're just like, I think of like a circus when you turn on the the lighty thing and everything's like and all the music comes on and everything's like gonna be right back to where it was i don't feel like it is and that's really bothering me because i'm like it it, we can't go through what we've gone through as an economy or as a people and then that's the thing about the the playback button right that's the thing about the unknown we don't know exactly how it's gonna play out i mean it might recover much better much faster than we expect that'd that'd be awesome that'd be a fantastic outcome but something that we all remember was 2008 right right? we all lived through 2008 with us all in our you know in our within our level of memory you know it's not that was they didn't have to our parents happen to us some of us have to our parents but it was like we lived through we have direct memory of how it impacted our families how it impacted a lot of people that we knew right um and 2008 was the result of an economy crash specifically within the mortgage market specifically with people's homes right right a lot of people lost homes in 2008 we all know somebody or know a lot of people that lost homes that had to declare bankruptcy uh lost their jobs uh, I know we were doing some research the other day and uh, we found some articles on just, you know, where we're in comparison to where we were to where we're at. And, you know, looking at how, for example, the GDP, right? So if you go go down to that article, pull it up right here. She has it on the laptop. So if you pull up like the GDP, it shrank by 27% in the Great Depression, right? Um, and then they're saying that it shrank by uh, 5%. 5% during the Great Recession 2008-2007. GDP is like the gross domestic product, how much like the economy shrank. As a whole. As a whole during that time, right? For America. For America, yeah. <laughs> for people Sorry. like me who don't know what but, this means. But, for America. <laughs> which it's like, okay, those, are, those, okay, what's that exactly mean? Well, just they're saying right now for this month alone, I mean, I was reading an article in, uh, in was it Fortune Magazine? They were talking about, they're, they're interviewing one of the Federal Reserve Bank uh, presidents. And he's saying that they're expecting a 50% drop in GDP in the next month, right? So right. that's, I mean, granted, that's just for the next quarter. That's not necessarily the whole the whole time, but still, that's going to be a massive impact. Um, and they're also expecting 30% uh, unemployment. And Fresno alone, because I was reading an article. Right. I never do that, but now I do that. Fresno alone was at an all-time high for uh, for employment. Yeah. And we were seeing the most employed time we'd ever seen. Well, across the country. Across the country, but for our area specifically, and now, yeah, 30%. So, I mean, why is it important to look at this stuff? It's like, it's not, again, it's not to like feed into the fear. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my God, all these bad things are happening. But it's like realizing that this is going to, this very well will look a lot like 2008. If not, maybe a little better, maybe a little worse. We don't know, right? But we do know that it's going to be an impact. Well, it feels like a tidal wave to me. It's like, first, when you have a tidal wave, like you have the initial wave that hits and that seems like the scariest part. Yeah. But then you have water damage you have loss of food resources. You have there's all these losses that you have because basically everything has been flooded and everything's been damaged. You have this kind of like uh, ending resource loss. Mm. So a chain reaction. A chain. That's what I. Thank you for trying <laughs> thinking. <laughs> now, if we could just remember what the rat thingy was. I still remember. <laughs> Dang, I still, it still can't doesn't figure it. <laughs> but that's that's a, this is a chain reaction that's happening around the world. It's not even just here. Yeah, I mean we're getting a snapshot of Fresno Clovis, but 
this is happening everywhere. Well, and and also how fast this has happened, right? right? So this happened incredibly fast in comparison to like, you know, if you look at what happened in 2008, I think it over like 16 months, it, uh, the recession happened. And, and we're not, I mean, we're not done yet. This right. might still be an effect that we're going to see for the next 16 months going down. It's possible. Um, but what we have seen is that it crashed so rapidly, so fast. It's like literally it's overnight. It's been a month. It's been a month. Well, a month and a half, yeah. And the economy's crashed almost the same as it did in 2008 in, in the amount of, that it's crashed, right? Like if you could pull that, pull that information up. So like from 2000, yeah, so the Great Recession saw 49% over a period of 16 months. Uh, this is Forbes magazine again. And then in the comparison, the Dow has fallen 28% over the coronavirus crisis between February and March. So over one month, it's dropped 28%. Right, and that's happened so quick. We were just talking about this the other day, that like people have really only experienced maybe one paycheck loss. Yeah. And this is like maybe their second, the first, we were just saying, the other day, oh, it, it's going to be the first on Monday, Tuesday. And, and you know, who's who can pay rent? Yeah. How many people can really afford to pay their rent with loss of income? Right. And then what happens when all those bills... Um, I know a lot of big companies like PG&E and the water bill and city of Clovis, you know, they're freezing bills. But my big question is like, are they freezing them? Is it just for a month? Are they expecting? No, a lot of them are deferring it. Deferring so. it. So that means well, like I, that I they do the have California, to pay that. Uh, froze all um, evictions, right? right? And put into place, basically allowing, I think over the course of six months. Uh, so after the crisis is basically officially over, yeah. right? You have six months to pay back the deferred rent. Yeah, how do people do that? It's gonna be really difficult. Um, that's a that's so you, a lot you, of it's debt. Not like, to it's not accrue. like you're just like not paying your rent and it's gone. Right, like oh no, yay, you, no you're rent. You're still gonna have to pay it, but you're gonna have to pay it later. So right, it's, this is, is like, gonna affect well, landlords. We talked about that. We said, do we pay our rent? And you were like, yeah, we do because I don't want to have to pay it later. Yeah, it's not that we don't pay it now and then that's over and then we get to skip it. It's not a skip. Right. It's a deferred. Yeah, you're going to pay it sooner or later anyway. And it's um, the reality is that this is going to affect everybody. In the, in the rental market, it's going to affect the landlords. Right. Uh, it's it's putting t- putting tenants in a position where they're collecting more debt. Right. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen to the mortgages. And mortgages, they're also talking about deferring mortgage payments. Because, yeah, you're right. I mean, the first is tomorrow. And I think that's going to be really the first paycheck period that everybody's actually missed. Right. I mean, Unless you're a... Some people have missed maybe already last paycheck period, but it's like, I mean, if you're if you're twice a month, basically the first this is the the first one's like there's a lot of people are not they might still have a job, right? But they got laid off. Um, This is the first one that's gonna hurt. Yeah, that's my opinion. It's gonna hurt this time. But this is during the shutdown, right? So all the restaurants that were shut down uh, 12, 13 days ago, right? They're still gonna be shut down for. uh, They're saying hopefully, and they're gonna open up in the next couple weeks, but we don't know. those people are, are not making any of their money that they right. don't make. And they're, they're all going to have the massive... And what do like, you say? They can never go back and remake that money. No, you can't. You can't retroactively you, make money no, that I mean, you, you weren't available for. Yeah, I mean, and the, government's, and the government's putting out this big help package, which is awesome in one sense. It's like, okay, great. This is going to be a huge help. But the reality is, you know, I, I'm a libertarian type of guy when it comes to the government. I really don't like huge government programs that... that basically put the government in a position where it helps everybody or or makes the government the solver of problems, especially for finances, because government doesn't make any money. The government literally just takes our money and redistributes it. The government doesn't have an endless amount of cash. So what? So the question is, how does that get paid back? 
Well, we're going to pay it back. We're Nothing's pay for free. So, so, I mean, we're, so again, we're, this is another deferment. This is why this is why it feels a little freaky because this is all a, everything's being deferred. All well, the money well, and everything. Just deferred. look at this. I mean, look at the elections, right? That we're going, that we're it's still in. Like we've all kind of forgotten about that. There's a presidential election at the end of this year, right? <laughs> but the reality is, is that um, we were looking in comparison, like Bernie Sanders. Like Bernie Sanders talking, he's a he's you know he's a socialist and he wants to spend a lot of money. He wants the government to put all these programs out there to put people in a in a financially better position, right? So, you know, everything from welfare to unemployment to um, paid, you know, paying back your, you know, paying off your loans, forgiving your government, your student loans and things like this, right? And it's like all these, big, and all of us are like, oh my gosh, he's crazy. That's way too much money, right? Right. And now all of a sudden we find the government just did it and we all supported it in a, in a sense. Right, right? because, yeah, because. But we're, we're in a tragedy, but like what's, what's to say that this is not going to stay this way? Yeah. Right? And so that's why I look at it. It's like now that the government's gone here, which it's never gone there before. Right. There's no government ever in the history of mankind has spent this kind of money as on a, a stimulus crisis? on a crisis. It's never happened. I mean, we're talking like it's like I think it's a combination of the stimulus bill that they just passed in the House and what they are the Fed is doing to buy back debt notes and to basically print more money. It's like six trillion dollars. Okay, really quick, I want to go back to information. So something else that um, we we looked up, it took the market 25 years to recover um, after the Great Depression. Right, that was the, okay, back that was, in the 30s. That was back in the 30s, yeah. In right. comparison, it took four years from the Great Recession of 2008 to find a similar um, amount of time uh, from the 2000s crash. That's a long period of time. And I, I want to go back up to what we were talking about right. before is like, that's what makes me realize like that this is not over. This is not a, a blip that we're going through. This is something that's going to continue to affect our world. Yeah. And what does that do to me as, you know, a young mother with three little kids, um, our home, our family? Yeah. What does that do to dreams that you and I have had about building something, building your business large, you know? What does it do to people who have all, you know, we've all gotten to a certain place. I feel like in 2008, that was, you were right. It was like more of my parents' time. Well, like I was in, I was like only a few years out of high school. So it really didn't affect me personally, except for seeing my parents be stressed out and panicked. But this is affecting like our home now. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten to a place where it's like, we were just feeling really good about where we were. We were feeling like kind of a head above water. Momentum. Yeah, the yeah. business was building momentum. And I was actually kind of feeling like this last, even eight months before all this happened, like, wow, things are kind of easy. And then I would catch myself being like, you know, usually when I think things are easy, really hard things come. I'm going to stop thinking about how easy things are. Right. But it did kind of feel a little like everyone was going through an easy time uh, well, in general. Especially looking back at, you know, and I think that, more and more as we move forward, we're going to be looking back at, wow, we, we really had a lot of privilege. We yeah. really had a, had a going, a pretty good thing going on and we didn't realize it until now it's all gone. Right. And right. we and don't know what the after effects, I'm talking about us personally yeah. on our family because yeah. I tend to, you know, I tend to think really small. <laughs> I tend to think about like what we're dealing with. Mm. You tend to be the one that like looks at the worldview and the you know, broader picture and I'm like, how are we going to feed our children? How are we going to clothe our children? You know, those, those things are now starting to be affected in my head. Yeah. 
And I, I feel like we keep oscillating back and forth between like the good side of this and the bad side of this, right? Um, I'm not oscillating. I am. I, I keep looking, <laughs> like, I, I look out the window right now as, as we're talking. There's like a kid on his bicycle, and I'm just like, the good side of this, I've seen so many people outside on their bikes and taking walks with their families. Right. Spending time with the family. And it's like, that's a good side of it. Right. Um, the bad side of it, it feels a little surreal. It does. Right. It, it, and it, this is the part it's like, you know, okay, this is a little bit weird right we're, we're not and we're not going to stay here everybody can't stay home for for like the unforeseeable future people right. have to go back to work i have to go back to work. i told you this morning i was like i am so ready to go back to work like i'm ready to go put in a 16 hour day i don't care you're like i'm like, gonna go to the shop and clean <laughs> like i just I gotta, clean a shop i gotta do something like i gotta work because I, I, it's driving me a little bonkers like, yeah and I, and it's like you know the reality is is that and this is going back to the economy side of it this is the bad side is that the time lost right now, economically, you know, sitting at home, the economy of, of everybody sitting at home, business is not working. And like you mentioned earlier, that time can't be taken back. You can't right. rewind. And so the loss of production, it's gone. Right. You All know, those it's, factories it's that are gone. shut down. Factories are shut down. Product that, that didn't sell. Yes, we're going to continue selling in the future, right? Right. Factories can come back online. Restaurants are going to keep like, open up again and go back online and keep selling. But this is going to be forever like a, a little black mark on their on their um balance sheet it's like for the month of march you know zero sales you know it's Tell, like uh, go over really quick um people filing for unemployment what was the oh i, amount? I haven't looked at it again but um, the other day i saw an article that came out said in one week alone 3.8 million people apply for unemployment oh which gosh. is insane like uh two, in, going back to 2008 and that's yeah. like the big that's a big recession right was like six hundred and fifty thousand, just under seven hundred thousand. Wow! Employee, like uh, filed for unemployment in the same like, and and I'm not sure if that was over the course of the whole time. No, it wasn't the course of the whole time because unemployment went pretty high during the Great Recession. I think it was like twenty percent, right? Uh, at one point, um, but it was like ridiculously like it was like three times the amount in one week that has ever been filed. Right. You know? Because because so many well because we've never had a full shutdown before. Yeah. And that, that's true. And so there's a lot of businesses that shut down this time that, n- that never have shut down before. Right. Right. So, and, so and kids, a lot of these jobs may come back. I mean, it's it's not like those jobs are gone forever. By no right. means. I mean. But some, we're t- we were talking about this, some of these businesses will not survive this. And no. that's the hard part is that just because you pause time, you know, our rent for the shop is still due. Yeah. Um, all our overhead is still, still due, is still running. Yeah. But we didn't have any income this month as yeah. far as the business. So it's, so it, it puts this forever, like you said, black mark on everyone. And the question is, uh, we were, you know, kind of relaying, it's like our business is small enough where the impact can be small enough on us where it really only affects us. If you, if we had a construction crew of 40 guys, let's say, you know, we had to lay off 40 people, you can't recover from that immediately or maybe at all yeah it's it's a lot harder i mean uh i think the impact on small businesses across this country really across the world but really across this country uh is the big uh unknown factor right Right. so we don't know how many small businesses are going to recover uh how many are going to just completely disappear right Right. close the doors and they're not going to ever open again um it really depends on a lot of factors depends on how soon we get up and going? How and how well people respond to the uh, to the new uh, opening? Because the reality is, is that the underlying thing that's driving all of this is uh, unforeseen, like 
a invisible enemy. Right. Right. Um, that we all don't can't and don't know how to fight all of them by ourselves. Well, we the one thing we do know is the reason why we're all shut down is because we are <laughs> we're fighting it by staying away from each other. Right. And this virus is indiscriminate. It's not going to care that we shut down for two weeks and then we're going to come back and we're all going to go back to work. Like, I don't I don't see it coming back the same because people aren't going to want to go to sit in restaurants because they just let they just basically sat in their homes like, okay, I'm staying away from a virus. The virus is not going to be like, okay, you stayed home, so I'm not going to affect infect you now. Right. It doesn't work that way. So people are going to want to go to, they're not going to want to go to restaurants. Well, yeah, there's going to still be like a residual fear of doing public things. It's like, it's like. A lot of people are going to stay away. They're going to make the decision like, do I need to go to Ross right now and go buy some pants or can I just buy those on Amazon and avoid the risk? Right. Right. And so that's going to be a huge like factor. That's why I keep saying like, we got to have our eyes open. This is not going to be, this is not going to be that. I just can't foresee it being that simple coming out of it. It's just, there's going to be a lot of factors in place. Um, and I mean, shoot, I think about, okay, so I'm going to interrupt you a little bit. bit. So I think there's like, again, there's an emotional toll that happens. Yeah. I think that some people are, are keeping themselves a little bit in denial and maybe as like a safety precaution because they really don't want to think about how hard this is or how, well, we don't want to panic. Don't want to panic. You know, there's a little bit of that. And there's people like me who don't have a safety precaution of, of denial. <laughs> I don't think I have any denial in me. I am like full-blown feeling it all the time. Again, I'm pregnant, but that's kind of more my personality as well, is I'm yeah. always way more comfortable feeling everything than than pretending like things aren't happening. And, um, you know, for people like me, it it I'm always pretty much aware of how I'm feeling. Mm. And um, I know there are times where I just feel like, frustrated i just feel so frustrated i feel angry but i can't even figure out what i'm angry about i just feel angry i feel Mm. mostly mostly the fact that i can't control any of this makes me feel angry it makes me feel agitated and i think having both of us home has been helpful because we can tell when the other person's getting frustrated and maybe being a little you know harsh on the kids and we're like hey why don't you go sit down Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of uh, bath time or i'm gonna take care of dinner right you know we're here for each other but um, but I again, I, I don't think that's all going to just go away once this is over. I think this is going to continue to unfold and that's going to affect us. So we've been really conscious of that and how we are acting around the kids because, you know, we don't want them to be affected. Our kids are also really small. They don't know what coronavirus is. Yeah, they're, um, they're all they're not going to remember this. Right. I mean, we could tell them the story someday down the road, but they're not going to remember as far as they know, this has just been a really long weekend. Right. Our oldest is three and a half and he heard the word coronavirus and he was like, mommy, I have coronavirus. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> he just doesn't, he doesn't know what that means. Right. Um, so, but for us, you know, it's a little different. I, I imagine how different it is for parents who have kids that are not going back to school. Yeah. Um, older kids. Older that... kids who are going to be homeschooled. I mean, I, I just heard the other day that schools are being shut down till May. And I mean, it was, uh, your, our brother-in-law was saying the other day, it's like, well, yeah, but they're also passing a policy that's like when the kids do come back, if they come back in May, mm-hmm. we're not to apply any pressure on them. So no major testing, nothing that will cause stress mm-hmm. or anxiety. So he's like, so basically coming back for a month to do nothing, mm-hmm. but like babysit them so their parents can work. It's not mm-hmm. like to come back and like learn something. Right. And, you know, that's May though. I mean, that's... That's still a month away. That's still a month away. And those that's still parents who have to yeah. stay home and watch those kids. And they can't go back to work. Yeah. 
I mean, I, gosh, I think of the effects of single parents, that, that how scary that is for them. If they've got, you know, kids that they need to be home with, um, or friends of ours who have little ones who can't, you know, they can't afford daycares or nannies anymore. And they have to stay home with those kids as well. They can't work either. So I guess what I'm saying, I mean, I don't mean to be, I'm kind of the, the monger in this conversation, but. The monger? What does that mean? Isn't it? There's a saying called like the monger of bad news or the, no, I'm making things bear, up again. Yeah, you're making it up. That's okay. <laughs> the bear. It's, it's kind of adorable. <laughs> uh, we just let it slide. Fear monger. That's what I was, fear monger. That's a real thing. Yeah, that's a real thing. Okay. So I'm kind of the fear monger right now. Munger, the monger. The monger of bad news. I can see how you tie those two. You tend, <laughs> you tend to be one that looks a little bit more on the bright side. I am not bright side today. Today is a not bright side. I'm mm. dark whole day. But um, I, I'm just realizing how it's affecting everybody. And it, it feels strange right now because it's also new. But I think the prolonged effect is what's, is what's getting to me. Yeah. Is that I I don't know. So you, let's. You keep stopping looking at the like the future, the long term picture, and that's yeah. what's kind of getting to you more than the current. Yes. I'm, I'm a girl. A li- that's what we do. We, we I mean we project to the future. We're like playing things out. Right. I don't know if men do that the same way that women I mean, do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I also can see that the the future. Like I'm playing out different scenarios in my head constantly. Right. Okay. What if this happens? Okay. Well, what if that happens? Right. Um. And trying to like position us you know, in the financially and like, you know, even lifestyle wise, like, what can we do to make things different? Like I, I was just thinking this morning, like, okay, what things can I cut back on? It's like, okay, well, what, what, what online subscription services can we Why cut back on? You do this every time. You're always like, it's either Netflix or Disney. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> one's guilt. One's leaving. Uh, we're going to have that conversation later on today. Don't <laughs> worry. Um, Netflix but, is like $13. Don't bug me about $13. Say that now. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, just, just trying to play out different strategies, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm more trying to be strategic. Right. right. So that's, that's for me, it's like, it's a giant game of risk. It's like, okay, that's, that's how I look at it. A little bit more pragmatically, more, uh, you know, taking that aspect of it. Less the emotional tool side of it. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you keep reminding me of. And I do a really bad job of a lot of times. It's like you, you, like you mentioned earlier, it's like, you know, you'll be breaking down and crying and be like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be all right. Just, just, just hang in there. It's all going to be good. Just listen to my words. And it's like, n- you know, instead of actually going there with you. And, and you're right. I mean, it's like, even now, like I was resi- so resistant to be like, oh yeah, this really sucks. And then like going down there with you and you're just like, this is, this is really, this is going to be, this right now is really freaky. Yes. You know, how much am I in denial of like, I'm not going to get sick. And if I get sick, I'll be fine. That's right. what I tell myself how many right. times over and over in my head. Like, even if I don't conscious of it, like, or I think of you or the kids, like, I don't even want to think about the fact that if you or the kids get this, that it's going to affect you negatively. Right. Like I'm in denial. I'm like, uh, it, we're going to be fine. Right. Or what if my parents get it or somebody else that we know that's really close. Like they're saying this is a group is over 60. It's like, we know a lot of people over 60. Yeah. And the further along we go in this, the more of a reality check it is. I mean, just you were telling me yesterday, somebody you know really well. Um, they have a family member that, like, they're in a Zoom video chat group, and they, like, came down. Uh, they, like, lost oxygen or something you're telling they me? passed out, yeah. Passed out, and then they come to find out they do have the virus, and it's like... That felt the closest to home it's ever felt. Yeah, that, I mean... Even I though think, I don't even know that person, it's a person I know really well that knows this person. Right, and that's... And it's in a different state. It still felt like it was my neighbor. Right, and it well, me. and that's, I mean, because I think we can also picture that it could be our uncle 
right. or our aunt or, you know, or someone we know who, really close who and, could be affected. And it's, you know, God willing, that person will recover. You know, we, you know, blessings to that person to recover fully. Um, but it's just still, it's, and, and for everybody, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, we could, we're starting to feel it. It's starting to feel a lot more real. Right. Okay, so can we talk, since we've done so much of what's going on and how bad it is, can we talk about how we're going to get through this? I'm talking about emotionally, not financially, because I don't know. I don't have answers to that question. But how do we emotionally, what are some good things that we can practice to get through this? Because for me, okay, I'll, I'll talk for myself. Talk for yourself, yeah, talk to me. Talking helps. Okay, it does help, actually. It does really Just help. Just sitting down having this conversation it. has been really helpful. Even, you know, you're going back to the facts. I'm sorry, trail off real quick, but... yeah even reading the facts and looking at stuff, it helps. And I think that's why some people are, are obsessed with the news right now of like the coronavirus. It's like everything is about coronavirus. And shoot, we're sitting down talking about it. We're going to put this out there for people to listen to about the coronavirus. It's like right. because we all, I think we need to process it. For, for a certain part of us, our brain, our you know, our minds, our self, we need to process this information. We do, yeah. We have to do some form of processing, um, especially if you're feeling really if you are feeling really gloomy, you're feeling, you know, it's like that whole thing of like not being interested in things you're normally interested in. Well, I'm not doing any of the things I'm normally doing. So it's like, yeah. it's not that I'm not interested in going outside. It's that I can't go outside. I mean, I can go in my front yard, but that's, you know, or my backyard. But it's not like I'm not interested in being social. You know, it's, it's, it's I can't be social. Right. So that's, you know, those feelings are different. But I, I'm noticing in myself, like, I'm, feeling these moments of like depression and anxiety and I want to talk about it. I'm having a little struggle because sometimes when I text people, they don't, they're like, I'm really sorry. I'm just keeping busy, you know, just trying to do projects. And I don't know if that's how they really feel, but that's how it comes off. And I'm like, can we just talk about this? Can we just really talk about how scared we are? Mm. And, um, I had a really good conversation, of course, with Whitney because she's who I talked to about all my deep, dark feelings. Yeah. And it was like the first time I felt r so much better. Thank you, Whitney. Thank you, Whitney. Because I was like, I just feel like, and, and we were just relating on so many levels. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for going there with me because I feel like the few times I've tried to really tell people how I'm really doing, it's over text, of course, but I feel like I'm getting a blank text stare. Mm. Like, oh, man, I'm sorry for you. It's probably because you're pregnant and it's like no it's because i'm a human and everything's falling apart and yeah. nothing feels real anymore and i don't know how to cope with this i've never dealt with this before so i don't have these like automatic coping mechanisms that you know come up it's just i just all of a sudden just feel everything mm. and i don't know what to do so what can we do so talk real talk is very helpful and when somebody real talks to you like don't I always say like, don't, don't just be like, I'm really, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like really talk to them. Say like, well, how, you know, how are you feeling about that? What is, you know, what are some things you're experiencing or feeling and be open to listening to people because I feel like it's, this might not recover right away. And, and if people are starting to feel down, they're going to, it's going to continue and it's going to start affecting us. Yeah. What are other things we can do? go outside when it's nice and shiny well yeah but those are all like surface things right yeah. so these are all the surface things that we can do to make ourselves feel better in the present um how can we really prepare ourselves for what what could be coming in the future i mean 
I was, you know, going back to Frozen too. Uh, what is Olaf saying there? Something like, "All we can do is is control the things we can." Something yeah, all like we this. can do is control the things we can control. Yeah, and uh, going wrong. Olaf. Thank you, Olaf. Thanks, Olaf. Um, in some ways, that's really what it comes down to. There's so many things that are just the unknown. Um, and it's really overwhelming to try to even start to think about it. Like, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this. Like, even when it comes to business, I think about, okay, there's got to be a lot of opportunities here too. Right. Because there's going to be a lot of opportunities for, it's it's, just, it's like a giant reset button. Yeah, you, the other day you were like, let's get into the medical field. I was like, <laughs> like what are we doing now? You no, know, nothing in the medical field. But no, the reality is this is a giant reset button. Right. right. So um, I'm going to tangent again off of, on like all this, all the things that are happening economically and business-wise, there's a lot of things that are going to be different. Um, and there's going to be people that are going to go out of business. There's going to be opportunity for new people to go into that business. Right. Right. Um, and I'm sorry. That's, I'm not, I know that's not your question. Your question was how, how do, do we, how, how do, do we get, we through, get this? through this? How do we get through this? Uh, what do we do on the, on the hard days? On the hard days? Hopefully you have a person you can talk to. I think that's really what it comes down to is like just really being together. We can't be together. No, but you like, but oh, you and you I like, like as a team, like you and I being really working together as a team, like yeah, husband and wife working together as a team. Um, if you're a, if you're a single person, or if so, you're someone yeah. who lives alone, even, Oof. or if you're someone you know reaching out to it's other really people, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard. It's really hard because, I mean, honestly, right now, if it wasn't for the fact that you and I, you know, were, were a team, yeah. I don't. I mean, and we have I'll two be, little tiny distractions. Yeah, I mean. We're, we're able to kind of keep each other in check, keep each other on, on task, keep yeah. each other, you know. And even then, I I feel like I'm struggling a lot, even with a teammate who is willing and open and who talks Being to gracious me to and one another. gracious to one another. Know. Yeah. It, it's that, it doesn't mean that it's all better. It actually is still really hard. Yeah. And we're in different places sometimes. Sometimes you're like feeling okay and I'm not feeling Sorry. okay. I think the reality is I don't really have that answer. No, we don't have answers. Dang. I'm, I'm like circling around. I'm like, I'm going to, no, I don't have an answer. I, I All I can say is that it's, this is really freaky. Um, and I don't know. I'm a little scared actually. Come to think of it. As I'm talking That's about the it. first time you've admitted being scared. Oh, I feel so much better now that you're saying that. Because usually you're like, it's going to be fine. And I was like, if you tell me one more time, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have the answer. Sorry. I don't have answers either. I mean, we've been doing a lot more prayer. That's been the only helpful thing. That's the only thing that we've really found a lot of peace and solace and it's like praying together. Yeah. Um, You know, so if anybody that hears this out there, if you like. Do you have faith or don't have faith? Just, I mean, that's been really helpful for us. Yeah. I mean, it's been really helpful just to stop and just pray. And, and that's the time when we're feeling like the heightened of our of anxiety, depression, stopping to pray really helps that. Yeah, it does. It, it makes a difference. Um, yeah. And it, there's a certain peace that comes right. with, with prayer. That's really been the only like uh, like solution, a, yeah, that's, solution. A, that's, that's kind of like come out of the woodwork. I mean, other than that, I mean, just being gracious to one another, um, being gracious to people around us. Uh, right. I think I've, I've noticed this. I was telling you yesterday, I was like, you know, when I did have to go out to the store and such, it's like, you know, it feels like people are a little bit more um, understanding and gracious towards one another. Um, people are smiling a little more than normal. For example, I was at the gas station and I just struck up a conversation with the guy. You know, I was getting paying for my gas and he was getting himself a coffee. And um, 
you know, it was just it just felt a little different. Everything feels a little different. I think everybody because everyone's in this little surreal place. Um, people are being a little bit more interactive when they do see each other. Granted, everyone's like still keeping that weird like social distancing thing in place, but it's um, you know, I, I noticed people are raking their berries down. Even like the teller at the cash register was a little more chatty than normal. But I also noticed that everywhere I well, I don't go anywhere anymore. But in the very beginning, like before yeah. the lockdown, um. I noticed that everybody was talking about Corona no matter where I was. Oh, everywhere. Everywhere. Nonstop. Anytime you pass by a conversation, whether it was between strangers or between people who knew each other, it was everywhere we were going. Yeah. And that's part, like, that's kind of weird too, where it's like, it's you can't like even get away topic. from it. Yeah. yeah it's like, like it's social everywhere. media is like oh, we're 99% about, again, about the coronavirus now. And it gets to the point where it's like, I was saying to you the other day, I was like, it's like everyone's on social media now because they're not at work, but yet there's not necessarily more participation. There's just all the content has changed to coronavirus. So it's like this weird feeling where you're like, it's like everyone's here, but nobody's talking. Mm. And we're all the only people who are talking are talking about this. And part of it is because that's all you do want to talk about. And it's a very, I, I say that to say it's confusing Mm. And I try to have a stance on it sometimes where I'm like, you know, today I'm not going to look at my phone today. But then it's like tomorrow I'm going to do it again because we can't all just completely isolate ourselves from what's going on. Right. So it's a kind of a day by day with how you're feeling. Well, even, okay, so I want to loop back a little bit. Um, you mentioned earlier about what do we, you know, what can people do that don't have somebody to lean on? Because I was talking earlier, like a big help for us has been the fact we have each other. Right. Right. Um, one of the things you just mentioned is like, yeah, we can be using those tools, social media. Um, you know, mentioned Zoom. We tried that out the other day for the first time. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom works really well. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of tools and a lot of people that we know that maybe that's the biggest thing that we could do for each other, just reaching out to another and just having those real conversations. Yeah. You know, um, how many people uh, are sitting at home right now that we know that just need a hello? You know, hey, how's it going? Talk to me about your life. You know, just, well, just that every, little connection. The hard part is that like every time somebody does text or call, it's like, I have nothing new to say. <laughs> They're like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, well, there's this thing called the coronavirus going around. I don't know. I know, but still, it's, I know. it's just that connection. But I but right? I, I think, okay, let's say this. Maybe it's about being brave to have a real conversation and start the real conversation. Yeah. Instead of just saying, how are you? Because it that doesn't spark um, someone to just open up and say like, Hey, I know you don't have anyone to talk to or you're living alone. Has that been really hard on you? Do you need to, you know, is there anything that you need to talk about? Are you feeling sad at all? Or, you know, like really opening up the doors to some of these, uh, more intense topics because, um, I don't think people automatically open up. No, I mean, unless they have a previous relationship with someone like Whitney, I know I can send her I can send her one time I send her like a picture of somebody wrapped in a burrito blanket and it was like an actual print of burrito. Mm -hmm. And she was like, that's the happiest thing I've ever seen. It's like, <laughs> I know I, she's, she's just as like weird as me where I can send her weird stuff. And you know, but if you don't have that person that you can just like text weird things to or say how you're really feeling, then sometimes it's good to be the person who initiates mm. those, those deeper conversations. Well, I mean, you have a unique ability in that arena. Um, I'm not a good, as good at that as, as you are. I mean, you're really good at just going there. Um, oh, talking about it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you are the big talker. I'm the big talker. You don't do small talk at all. 
<laughs> the ultimate big talker. Um, and that's and that's good. I mean, that's great. And I and um, but you know, for from like for me, it's it's a little harder. It's a little yeah, harder to do that. That's true. It's a little harder to to go deep. A lot of times, I just want to you know keep it light. And I think that's not necessarily always a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, people do need to just keep it light, but they just need that connection. Yeah. So. Well, I'm not, I actually have not been very good at reaching out to people during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had more people text me how I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh gosh, I keep reminded every day that I, but I was like that before this all happened because of the pregnancy and stuff. I've been like more antisocial because I'm yeah. tired like most of the days. So. I don't know. I think it's, a, I think it, I have to challenge myself to do it more. I guess I'm saying. I think we both, we both need to do that. I mean, there's definitely, I have definitely have a lot of room for improvement in that arena. This feels really temporary at times. And so it feels like I don't have to make any major changes to myself, but I think I'm starting to realize that I'm going to have, I'm going to have to adjust Yeah. and who I am and, and what I'm expecting from myself every Likewise. day. Yeah. And, um, I, I think if I try to remain the same in all of this, it's it's going to be very isolating for me and people around me. So I guess part of it is just growth. Uh, I mean, we heard our, our sermon this morning mm-hmm. from our church in North Point, and I, I, it really felt like a challenge to like, yeah, you, this is a storm that we cannot control and that we didn't cause. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like something that I did to my life, but right. um, it's the challenge is that it's going to force me and my character to be to be tested mm-hmm. and I'm either going to draw closer to God and allow it to change me or I'm going to fight to stay the same and I'm going to kind of be miserable. Yeah. No, that, and that's a really good point. I mean, as far as change, it's, it's, we are going to change from this. Right. Um, whether we consciously uh, go there or we just allow it to happen to us, no matter what we are, yeah. we are going to be changed by this. I feel like I told you the other day that the thing that bothers me the most is See, part of you gets excited by change because you're like new opportunities. You know, everything's getting shooken up. You like to kind of, when everything's all shooken up, the word shooken up, it's weird. You like to be like the first one to run and find solutions. It's kind of exciting for you. Mm. Like I'm going to be that guy that finds and figures out and yeah, I'm going to ride that way. Okay, me, familiarity feels very comfortable for me mm. and comforting to me. And I like, you know me. Yeah. I mean, what did you do the other day? You went and got like a sandwich for me at my favorite place and you messed up my order, which you always do. I don't understand you. And I was like, why did you get it with everything? I like two, I like two I things. I just pulled up. I, had, I, I like I, two I, things, mayonnaise and lettuce. And you're like, I opened my sandwich. It had every possible <laughs> condiment, everything on it. It was the everything sandwich. It was. And I was like, why did you do that? You know, I drew a blank. You do this sorry. with my sandwiches and you know, I love sandwiches. I don't get it. But yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to harp on you, but I'm trying to say that for me, I have this like mental struggle. What familiarity, what I'm expecting to happen feels right. safe and good. And I like trying new things. So for this type of situation, it pulls me so far out of my comfort zone. And I, I was thinking this morning, I'm probably going to have to change a little in that way where I base a lot of my feeling of safety on, on, on being able to predict things. Mm. So yeah. uh, my safety has to be built on something else because, uh, because I can't predict anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think for me, actually, one of the things I have, I'm struggling with is uh, what you mentioned about opportunity. It's like I actually struggle with a little bit of fear of loss. It's like, and I just need to stop and take a take a breather and be like, breathe, look at everything, and just take a step back and be like, okay, this is all happening. 
and let's not be rash. Let's not be, you know, let's not make any, any, um, emotional decisions in the sense of like making any big changes right financially or making big changes with our way our family structures like just take a breather take a step back look at everything pray about things um try to make some adjustments on my because like, uh, uh, the reason why i'm saying that too because it's for me when i get in that mode i stop i kind of blank kind of like not blank out but like don't really pay attention to all the other stuff that's going on right and right now i need to be paying most attention to you to the kids um taking time to pay attention to myself and my internally how i'm doing like you're we talked about the beginning of the conversation it's like you know yeah at the beginning i was just i was just shut out like i emotionally right. just shutting out of the conversation and out of the what's happening and i was just like head down making this happen you know doing what i gotta do yeah you were just trying to make me not freak out right i was gonna be like <laughs> the like, wall stop trying to make me right. not freak out i'm gonna freak out you just need to help me get through it <laughs> right and and it's you know happen. i feel like it, that's improving yeah and i'm hoping that i can continue to improve there um so yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at today. That's today, so. day ten or twelve or fifteen. We don't know what day it is. Uh, it's it's all blurred together. But the reality is, is this is where we're at. Um, I hope that uh, this conversation's helpful for somebody else. You know, some people are out there listening. If you want to just stop and take a listen to another thing about coronavirus, but this is really this is this is what's how we're feeling. This is how we're doing, and some of the thoughts work. And it feels good to talk about it. It really does, and yeah. we appreciate people listening. You know. It, it, it's good for us to talk about it because it helps get the stuff off our chest. Right. Um, it uh, also helps for some to help kind of realize things. I would hope that for somebody else, me, the, my main thing is I like people just open your eyes and realize that this is real. This is happening. Don't be in denial. Right. And then allow the work that needs to happen to happen um, and, and do the things, the hard things that need to happen in your life right now to make the adjustments. And talk about the things that are really going on in your head. Yeah. And don't just shut them out and pretend like everything's okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it will, like you said, it will eventually be okay. We're not, you know, we're not all contracting Corona. That's not what we're all afraid of. But this is a huge change and it's going to affect the way we all live. Yeah. And we have to adjust with it by realizing what's happening inside of us, recognizing the things that we're feeling, um, opening up to others about how we're feeling, and then in turn, being there and available for people who maybe don't have someone to process it with. There you go. All right. That's all we're going to do. That's it. Hey, babe. Yeah. I love you. Good. Oh, you always say.